When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Horror Soup. We have a couple Patreons to thank real quick. First of all, I would like to thank uh, Bry Tanny. His lip still hurts, and uh, he's donating, uh, he, she is donating $10 now. And uh, I, it's been so long calling you Bry Tanny. I don't know what gender you are anymore. But you, <laughs> they gave us $10, so that's $10 not spent toward the lip medicine. So I think their lip still hurts. Um, I would also like to thank Uncle Nino. Uncle Nino, thank you so much. Uh, I, I love your work on the Jersey Shore. Um, you're you're the best uncle that anyone could ever ask for. Vinny is very, he's, he's in good hands. Thank you. Uncle Nino, you're like a father to me. You're the father I never had. <laughs> uh, we would also like to thank Cheryl Holder in the $10 postcard soup tier. You're the best. You are a postcard holder, Miss Cheryl Holder. You go ahead and hold that postcard, girl. Thank you, Peril Boulder. What'd you say the name was? Thank you. Uh, Smeryl Smolder. Carol Moeller. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So we're on the right track. Uh, so, guys, uh, episode. This is Horror Soup, and China is East. t-shirt time gabs yeah t-shirt time gtl baby gtl uh what hold on that that, that, uh before i get to that i have something more important to say uh that one episode where um paulie's like gtf jim tan find out who sam's texting behind ronnie's back (laughs) yes guys angelina doesn't know about the note All right, guys. Uh, Alpha Jersey Shore for once, <laughs> finally. Um, oh yeah, uh, I'm Bree. <laughs> I don't care about that. We're we're moving on. Um, okay. So uh, today we have an episode about the Shivering Truth, a show that's premiering on Adult Swim on May 10th. That's this Sunday. If you guys are listening, like right when this episode comes out. Um, if you're not familiar, the Shivering Truth is a stop motion show on its second season, and it's written by Vernon Chapman and directed by himself and Kat Solon. And if you keep listening to this episode, we're gonna do um, we're gonna start off with a review of the first episode of season two, which is not out yet, like we said. Um, but you can listen to it and get spoiled if you want. If you want to keep listening after that, we have a really cool discussion with Kat Solon, who is honestly just uh, she's something else. She's a gem. That chick is something else, and it, I think it's a really fun conversation, so uh, if you guys want to mm-hmm. listen to that, stick around. Uh, if you don't want to listen to any of it, then you can fuck off. Frig it's off, good. dude. This this show, I want to start off saying this show is baffling. <laughs> it's, to say the least, it's fucking, like, it. 
I had no idea what to expect, like, when you told me to watch this show, because, I mean, that's how these things mostly go. You just tell me to watch shit, and then I do it, and then... <laughs> True. <laughs> but, um, like, I had no idea what to expect, dude, and then I put it on, and I was like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was not expecting, like, the stop motion and, like, just the fucking, the creepiness of it and how gnarly it was, really, like, I don't know. It's a good show. I like it. I, I actually watched the show when it first came out because I saw the trailer for it and I saw the uh, the hide and seek one uh, with the little girl like from the first season. Oh, and I was yeah. like, what the fuck? So I watched that episode and uh, I didn't like hold on to it too much. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then like I kind of started watching other stuff and forgot about it. And then we got reached out to and I went back into it. And it's like, holy shit. Watching it from beginning to end was really fun. <laughs> Dude, that um that episode, I can't remember which episode it was with the, the peekaboo episode. That's episode two. Gosh, that is like my worst nightmares, dude. <laughs> Literally, the show is like all of my worst nightmares just combined into one beautiful stop motion television show. <laughs> oh, I, I love all of it. So we're going to talk about the uh, first episode of the second season. So this new episode, it starts out obviously with like, you know, some random dude bullying a homeless guy. And then <laughs> he's like, hey, do you believe in God? And he's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and he goes, uh, all right, pray me a hoagie. <laughs> Number seven with pimento. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, he's like, all right, uh, pray to fly me home. And then he hops on this dude's back, and then he starts flying this guy through the like through the sky like the Jetsons, but with homeless people. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, prayer's magic. That's pretty much what we're getting. And yes. hot soup pours all over this guy, and then he gets prayer jacked, which pretty much means that uh, some other chick started praying on top of him and stole his prayer car. I um I wrote some like little quick notes about this down, like just like pretty much rough drafts, and I just wrote, <laughs> "Homie's getting prayer jacked." <laughs> yeah, I was fucked up, man. He got super jacked. And then we oh, see this goodness. we see this guy. He has a he has a praying medical issue. So his issue is yes. his hands catch on fire every time he tries to pray he tries to pray. And Fly. then uh <laughs> shut up. His <laughs> hands leave his body. Like pretty much they get ripped off and then he has just little slivers. He's got so, like slug arms. Basically what Caleb has. It's pretty great. If you've ever met Caleb, you know what I'm talking about. All he wants is his hands back <laughs> so that he can pray for his hands back. I like the way this guy thinks. So Perfect. Now he decides to buy a TV, and the salesman bullies him, and then, uh, you know, he becomes a manager, because he's like, I want to speak to your manager. He's like, all right, hold on, let me make a call. Okay, I'm the manager. And then uh, he's like, all right, I want to talk to the owner. And this guy's like, all right, wait, hold on. He's like, oh, no. yeah, dude, fuck yeah, I bought the place. He's like, he's like, hold on, you're distracting me. And he's like typing on his phone, and he's like, woo, I just bought this bitch. <laughs> so Insanity. then he tries... Then he tries to sell this guy a TV with a dead girl in it, but for some reason this guy doesn't want to buy it. And then uh, salesman's like, "All right, why do you want a TV?" And then he starts speaking in tongues to the dead girl instead of this static TV. <laughs> and then uh, actually the dead girl is like a part of the stubby arm man that died. It's like the bad part of him. So then the salesman is like, "So the salesman it's so is like, fucking weird." <laughs> he's like, "All right, talk to the TV girl." And he's like, "All right, I need her to make me feel better." And then she's like, all right, well, I'm lonely, and I'm trapped in a TV, and I'm dead. He's like, I, you know what? That that did it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, make me feel better about myself. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm not having a good time. And he's like, you know what? I'm having a better time because of this. <laughs> That's the gist I, I, of it. <laughs> it's solid logic. <laughs> Love it. So now we get to some uh, blind girl to read Braille off of this guy's nub pimple arms Ugh. so he gets he gets annoyed and he pushes his arm boils into his body and then they come out of his face and his they're like neck. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. His face and his neck and everything is just all pointing out. And then uh, he's like, all right, I think I should probably uh, go to the doctors. So he does. And then uh, he, they're like, all right, uh, you got a case of uh, Twin Towers all over your face. Dude. Oh, my God. Can I say it? I'm just going to say, like, what flies yeah. into his into his Twin Tower pipples. Oh, I have all. So so we meet a jumper. And then uh, we actually. No, no, get no. The, Before we, that? We actually. No, it's right after. And then we get we see the jumper on top of the towers or whatnot. And uh, we we actually saw a puppet of that with from Cat too, the puppet Amazing. from this episode. This is fucking mm-hmm. so cool. And then uh, the guy's like, "All right, can we get rid of the towers?" <laughs> the doctor's like, "All right, I got you." <laughs> so he leads some uh, suicide bombers on mopeds out. <laughs> no. Straight into the they towers. Were, they were old ladies on segways. <laughs> The, I thought it was hipsters thing. on mopeds. <laughs> hipsters on mopeds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was old ladies on segways. You're probably I'll right because I was just I was just laughing. I couldn't. Like, I mean, I couldn't follow. I mean, both make sense. So these uh <laughs> these hipster old ladies on segways destroy the many towers. So this guy's <laughs> at, he's acne free now. Yes. So he's very happy. Skin is clear. He goes to the grocery store and he tries to get a paper bag, and uh, he's he's a shithead for that. They're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, "All right, plastic," and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And then some girls actually like they drop their plastic and paper bags <laughs> in disgust, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god!" And he's just like, "Are you kidding me? You're fucking killing dolphins." He's just like, "Oh what? What did I do?" He's like, "All right, you should be helping poor people, you dick." So he's like, "All right, I'll do that." So he goes over. He's handing out soup with his slug arms. And the guy comes around, he's like, you, really? Not solid food? You fucking kidding me? So he just, like, this guy already knows. He pull, he grabs a fucking plate of sandwiches with a slug arm, because he's like, you already knew this guy, <laughs> this hipster guy with a man bun was going to come back. And he's like, all right. So, give him sandwiches, and then he's like, all right, well, you need to give him, like, a higher power or something like that, and then, like, a place to stay. And he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so he takes them home. He's praying with them, and then they're like, ugh, you fucking kidding me? Hold so, on. So, uh, some hand, what? The whole time that this, like, hipster dude is, like, yelling at him for not, like, doing shit, he's like, it's so funny. I don't know if that'll even pick up on the mic, but it's hilarious, dude. And he's, like, digging in his eye, and it's, like, making these gross squelching noises. (laughs) And he's like, love it. And then uh, some hands start to come out of this uh, slug guy's eyeballs, and then they start praying, and then he kind of just transcends. And this guy's like, yeah, how do I even know you're transcending? (laughs) And and then the douche guy thinks he's better than everyone else, so he starts fingering his eye socket. And then uh, he starts shooting eye juices at people, uh, kind of like belittling them, Uh, you know, doctors, babies, all that good stuff. All Um, over the place. We hear a jingle about, uh, you know, flicking your brain bean, (laughs) which really... (laughs) Really sent me off the deep end, and uh, then that is uh, his face gets uh, plugged, and then demon juices go everywhere. They fill the land, so you know, of course, goo monster shows up. Good old gooey, gross looking earwax monsters. King King Kong goo monster. We love. And then uh, eyeball static hands. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to end this because I don't know how this ends. (laughs) Do we ever? All All I can say is. The music that comes on in the like the closing music, I guess you would call it, is amazing. I love it. Or whatever it was, what was it? Uh, he's like, "There's blood." In... I don't want to get copyrighted. Oh shit! Yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I, can't. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> cut never it, mind. Cut it off. <laughs> cut it off. Shut it down. Shut that right down. 
But yeah, guys, that's the shivering truth. Um, if you think it sounds wacky, which it, it, it is, it's a, it is stop motion. It's horror. It's it very is comedy driven. It's a wild awesome. ride. It is a wild fucking ride. And this is not me like saying this just because we interviewed her. Like if if we interviewed her and it sucked, I'd tell you it fucking sucked. Yeah. But genuinely, this show's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. Like the work they put into this and the finished Incredible. product is just is so cool. Like. It's fucking awesome. And they're like 11 minutes. You're not going to lose anything from it. Not but at all. But when, when you finish the first episode, you're going to want to keep going. And you can find all of the episodes from season one on Adult Swim. And like we said, um, on Sunday on Adult Swim, I think they premiere around like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock or something like that. I'm not I'm not right on that at all, though. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's on Sunday, you know, sometime after Adult Swim comes on. Just watch everything on Adult Swim until that comes on. Is that Adult Just- Swim? Are you guys sponsoring me? I don't know. No, oh Just, wait, hey, uh, Tyler. No, Tyler's not here. Uh, I miss him. I miss him already. <laughs> miss you, Tyler. All right, guys. So, uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, turn it off. No, just keep listening. And uh, interviews <laughs> coming right now with Cat Solon. Bye. Been up long. Oh yes. Hello, <laughs> I am Bree. You guys all know me. I've been here before. Have you? Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Well, we have someone that hasn't been here before, uh, an extremely special guest. We have Kat Solon, who, correct me if I'm wrong, you're basically like the backbone of all the terrifying shit in the Adult Swim television show, The Shivering Truth, alongside, of course, <laughs> Vernon Chapman. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. How's it going today? Uh, pretty good. It's I'm trying to pretend it's not as hot as it is outside. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm not having fun lately. Yeah. Me neither. I I'm in a sundress and I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for this to be done and it's just starting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Perfect. Just what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming. I really can't wait to find out what's, like, basically what's wrong with your brain. Like, what is going on in this nightmare that is your brain? I'm, I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> it's also, it was kind of hard to find some stuff about you because I kept finding uh, articles about, like, cats named Solon. Really? So that's really interesting because uh, my last name in Swedish apparently is something like sunshine or sun so yeah if you look me up sometimes it's it's me it's my work and then it's like a bunch of pictures of cats lying in the sun (laughs) i I see your cat right now too just crawling around that's That's whiskey i I actually listened to uh some of a podcast about you talking about whiskey (laughs) oh was it the percast yeah yeah. oh my goodness oh goodness (laughs) that was a good one oh good old whiskey (laughs) so before we get into the shipping truth um i kind of want to get completely off topic again and say that i listened to another podcast uh the smart mouth about you talking about avocados and then ironically i'm actually eating an avocado right now that wasn't even planned oh i love thank you for listening to these that's so awesome i uh yeah i love avocados (laughs) and i that was really interesting to hear just what where they how they came to be (laughs) i learned so much about avocados from that episode it's ridiculous like i did not know that i needed any of that avocado information avocados are Avocados are a a special thing, really. Yeah, they are very they special. Are. They're unlike <laughs> anything else, really. I love them. They're so durable. Oh, yes, very, very durable. You yeah. can make avocado fries, guacamole, anything mm-hmm. you want. 
Just yeah. run wild. <laughs> Kat, your voice got so happy when you started talking about avocados. You're I love like, it. Yes, avocados. <laughs> so, Kat, can you tell us how you and Vernon met and like how the Shivering Truth was formed? Yeah, we met about well, almost 10 years ago now uh, through a mutual friend who's also in the industry who had kind of told the both of us that we would really like to work together before we had even met each other. So we kind of knew going into it that we were already fans of each other's work. And um, that kind of ended up being uh, part of just the it, an initial immediate like connection. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to make something together someday. <laughs> And uh, after that, we occasionally would get dinners and we would just talk about stuff we loved, music we loved, movies we loved, art we loved, and uh, books we were reading. And just various kinds of weird stories that we loved and wanted to tell, like, at some point. And so we ended up um, going through, like, years and years of that, of just going back and forth between different, like, um, uh, dinners and different... uh, uh, kind of like um, brainstorm, mind meld, uh, kind of uh, twisted story ideas, and um, and then we both got really busy with other things. And Vernon uh, just one day called me up and was like, "Hey, Cat, I wrote six scripts. Let's make them." And I was like, uh, "I th- okay." He's like, "Are you free right now?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, let's make a pilot." I was like, "Okay." So we we did the pilot and um and you know because we had that long period of time when we were going through and trying to like decide to learn about what each other want to make we got really good at communicating creatively with each other so we have this kind of inherent really good creative relationship and connection that that i uh think really helps the show exist and I'm really grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so was stop motion always in mind? Yeah. Uh, well, not always, but it became more in mind. Uh, it, it, Vernon uh, wanted to do something that was like heavily art directed and also heavily production designed. And I, I do live action. I do hybrid stuff, and I also do 2D animation, and I do stop motion. And um, he and like animatronics and stuff. But he wanted it to be like uh, uh, he was really into animation from the beginning, and and he just wanted to do a stop motion show, and so he really wrote the pilot and the first season uh, with that in mind. And one thing that we had always talked about was like trying to push this medium as far as we possibly could to make the most the most extensively stop-motion animated show you can imagine uh, by just pushing it to, like, as far as it could possibly go. <laughs> and sure. you guys did that. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, you did that and then some. You Thank did you. that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's always been a big deal for us. <laughs> so you got into stop-motion um, when you were in college, right? When I was in... I went to art school in Chicago, and in Chicago, they like, they... They really taught us how to kind of do constructive criticism and think creatively about what we were wanting to do. They didn't necessarily teach us how to make films. Um, And so I had to make what I wanted to make just based on what I already kind of could do. They gave us all the tools we would need, like we could rent cameras, we could rent lights, but 
that was it. And I had to figure out how to make the kind of movies I wanted to make all by myself. And I, I didn't have a lot of money and I, I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to fabricate the puppets. I'm going to fabricate the sets. I'm going to set up the lights and set up the camera and I'm going to shoot this myself. And it's going to be, you know, a, a stop motion show. Cause that's what I know how to do on my own. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got started in stop motion, but I always loved animation my, my whole life. And, and it's because I, from a really young age, was just obsessed with figuring out in movies how things were done, how, how effects were done, and how things were animated. And, and I, so I knew I always wanted to do it. And so that's kind of how I got into it. <laughs> I was just loving yeah. it. That's... Did you have any like, um, any like big inspirations um, when it comes to stop motion? Or did you kind of like have big animation inspirations and just led over to it? Um, yeah, you know, a lot of my, I actually like my instructors and in Chicago were really influential for me. Uh, they taught me how to do what I first was doing in stop motion when I very first started was a lot of multiplane stuff, which is when you have a camera set up above the sets and puppets and you shoot down onto the, and then the sets and puppets are all really flat. Uh, they were kind of all specialties and like spe- uh, special had all specialized in that, and they taught me how to do that sort of. So I, so I was really influenced by that, and that goes back like into the twenties. Um, like people were doing animation in that style. A lot of so that's pretty much all original cell animation was done that way. But and then there's three dimensional versions of it too. There's one really cool old one of uh, a Popeye animated cartoon where the sets are all practical and like physical three-dimensional well they're relief sculptures on glass and then they they inserted his cell animation in in between them to make it look like the 2d characters walking around in a 3d world and uh i just love that i love old filmmaking techniques and so uh that really it all came from that and and books that i had as a kid that um were like how to you know how movies are made or behind the scenes and from Batman and <laughs> things like that and Ghostbusters uh, and and then I and then I also just loved um, but then my my favorite kind of movies were more like heady European movies <laughs> so it's kind of a combination of those things I think. yeah yeah that's awesome I like how you're like um, the college that you went to kind of just really let you run with your own creativity you know instead of telling you like oh do this this and this like they just let you pretty much run wild with like what you wanted to make for yourself yeah yeah they're so they were so awesome they really um they didn't have majors you just made your own way and found your own way and you had to make a senior thesis you had to make a you know projects at the end of semesters and um Mm -hmm. but they other than that they didn't force you to do anything you didn't want to do (laughs) that's awesome I it was great yeah I really liked it I I, yeah I I think that's a good way to teach creative people (laughs) oh yeah I agree (laughs) so I think a lot of us know that you know stop motion is very uh very stressful and takes a lot what does it take to make an episode of the shivering truth and how is has the quarantine affected this so we luckily you know finished season two before this started um uh but it, but season three, uh, yeah. at least I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, as of, as, of, as of now, who knows? But um, there are a lot of other stop motion productions that are in are working right now, and they had to all stop. And they're all 
trying to figure out right now what they're going to do and how they're going to move forward. There's big movies that had to stop that they don't, they don't know yet what's going to happen. So, um, they're just doing what they can with, um, distance and with like working from home. Um, I really hope, I really hope something happens and there's some sort of way to, to make it work to get those movies finished. Um, I, I really, uh, what we do when we, we're, when we produce Shivering is we, like, my show, like, Shivering, by, in contrast to those big movies, uh, like, uh, like a movie or a, um, uh, kind of a larger, larger stop motion production, like, there's, um, a bunch of them being made by Netflix right now, and those, those, uh, movies have much more people than, than we do. Uh, we have probably about 60 people max in our crew, um, in the actual production crew. And they're kind of not all even there at the same time. But when we are all there, we're all working very closely. We're all working with the same materials and the same tools. And we're working in small stages where we set it up and we everybody's touching stuff. Like, I don't know how... I don't know how you could do stop motion with... At least as far as actual production, shooting things, um, with this the way the world is right now. Um, and I... I mean, you could, you could set up different stages at people's houses, but even setting those stages up takes a lot of people to come in. Takes your your whole camera team has to come in and light it. Your whole set dressing team has to come in and build the set out. Your rigging team has to come in and rig the puppets. It's, and even to build puppets, it takes so many people. So, you know, it's like we we. I feel very lucky that we finished the show, but also, um, I I. I'm very grateful just in general to always be able to have a crew that is so insanely talented and specialized and uh, willing to work on this crazy show. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. And a lot of them worked on the pilot and season one. And then season two, we had a lot of new people, but we also had some really um, valuable people that came back that are just incredible. So uh, it everybody's worked on the show is so awesome. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what uh what what traumatized you as a child? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask I was going to ask like is this nightmare based because <laughs> this is like terrifying like <laughs> It's funny because I feel like it's um sometimes I look to things that scare me in order to think more creatively about a subject or a theme. Mm-hmm. So to open up a theme um, I often ask myself, like, what would, what is the scariest version of this, and or what's the, what's the most um, intense version of this, and that both opens me up in a um, kind of, uh, 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 <laughs> I tone like a. Um, a you stick condoms in your ears. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm following. Yeah, I'm it, following. It, it opens you up in a surrealist way, and then it also opens you up in a humorous way. And so those things go together. And I and you laugh when you're scared, you know. And and I, yeah. I really wanted the show to have that dichotomy, and Vernon writes that dichotomy really well without even trying to write scary things. He just he's just <laughs> trying to tell stories. And there, um, I love. I love the way he writes uh, in that it's nothing you would have ever thought about before in your life. And and that's <laughs> the kind of movies and the kind of content I want to make is the stuff that 
no one would have ever thought about seeing with their eyes and have to figure out how to show that to people. It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> On that, do you think that's... Is that why Trey Parker got involved? Because I heard his voice in a few episodes. I recognize it immediately. I'm a huge South Park fan. So Vernon has worked on South Park for a long time. He and Trey go back, yeah, yeah, back yeah. you know, many years. So yeah, we I, we were lucky to get him to do some voices. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I, ho- I hope he likes the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see yeah. why he wouldn't, honestly. Yeah. The show is amazing. I love it. <laughs> you. Have you had a chance to ask him? Do you know how he feels about I it? I haven't personally. I think he and Vernon probably have talked about it. I should ask Vernon. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So you, I noticed you do like a lot of you, your Vimeo is like filled with a bunch of shorts for like Adult Swim. Like you have Rick and Morty stuff. Do you work like specifically with Dan and Justin to make these shorts? So when we made those ones, uh, I I did I did two I did promos for Rick and Morty for two seasons, and um, mm. the first one they knew they wanted it was it's a it was a toy commercial for at the time. Mm. They didn't have any toys, and it was a fake toy commercial. But we wanted to sell it like it was a real toy commercial to try to convince people that there was going to be real. Kind of like those old like Nickelodeon commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like there were going to be real commercial, real toys coming out, you know. Um, and we, I, I love, and so does Justin. Like we, we both really bonded over '80s toy commercials, like for He-Man and the Ghostbusters toys, and. Uh, I still watch those sometimes to fall asleep because they're so comforting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I So that was already my wheelhouse majorly, and I was like, oh, I get to do this? Okay. So I just dove headfirst into it, and that was really fun. And then we also got to make some pretty cool puppets for that spot that I love a lot. <laughs> the, uh, I forget what those aliens are called. It's been a while. There's a certain kind of alien from the... From Rick and Morty. They're the, the aren't they like the, the garboids gar- or something? What what there the fuck are they? Garble is that garbles? it? Garboids, yeah. Garbles, garbles, garbles. garbles. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah that Actually, sounds right. I have one. Second. I'm gonna show you something. I was just gonna ask you if you have any puppets oh, you could show me. Oh my goodness! Me. I don't have a puppet. I have a mech. I have a maquette of the puppet. I don't have the actual. I wish I had the puppet. But oh shit! That's, that, that's amazing. Is, our puppet team sculpted this so that we could make sure we were happy with how they would look. This is so cool. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this little guy this little guy is oh has my a hard god. time in episode one <laughs> on season two. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It was a very yes, hard uh, time. He, yeah, he's uh <sighs> oh, never mind. I was gonna say it, but <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna well, say? Well that's episode one. I think we I think we can talk well, about episode yeah, one, right? Should, probably. Episode one we could talk about. It's just not two that, or three. Uh, yes, that was the correct. jumper, right? <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Yes, this is this. <laughs> Thanks, is the, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, this is our little jumper. He, he's um, he's an office man. He's adorable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we um, we pulled up pictures of cats um, uh, with catnip to to use as reference for his animation. Very. Okay, nice. I do have. I, I do have a Rick and I do have some Rick and Morty puppets. Oh, please, please. Are you ever going to sell any of these? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I expected that, but I had to I had to shamelessly go for okay, it. These are very These are the smallest Rick and Morty puppets oh, you'll ever see. Oh shit. They um these Those are fucking these tiny. Were in my, what are those? Are just a few inches? Uh, the, I, yeah, like one and a half inches on on Morty. Yeah. And Holy they shit. these were used in the second set of spots I did for them. 
where I I had like super wide. These were they they were in the butt world, and they um and Morty is jump bouncing on the butts and flying into the air. <laughs> That's what this one was, and he was made to spin around, and 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 be like uh, he doesn't spin as well anymore. He's he's been through some stuff, but uh and then Rick. Rick was just uh, yelling at him, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking up and yelling. They they're losing. They've lost some of their uh, rods, so they don't fully work anymore. But that's them. <laughs> was that the same Morty from the uh, the bathroom one with Summer? Uh, the li- oh no, that was a big bigger. That was a bigger Morty. I love okay. that bath. I love the Summer one. Is one of my that favorite. That one's awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> I love when she rips the sink from the wall. She's so it's so those so those ones. Um, uh, Justin and I had like a phone call where we just brainstormed what we wanted to do, and then um, uh, and then I wrote them up and sent them back, and then he punched them up, and then we made them. So that's that, that was those ones. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. awesome. I probably have more that I'm not even thinking of that is just in here that I don't. It's just inherently in here. I love your little world that of puppets. Little, that thing. This is Can great. you see this thing? This thing. I see something that's, over there. The little glass, the little glass the thing, the little the case. The rectangle thing that's on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. like, it's, it has tongues and noses in it. And that's from episode two. Oh shit. That's, that's episode two. I episode love two. that. <laughs> I didn't think that those puppets were, uh, were that small in season two. Oh, no, 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 they're not. They're not. You mean the, oh. Well, well, even the, even the office person you showed, you showed us. Oh yeah. Well he's. It was a lot smaller than I he's, expected. He's smaller scale. For yeah. the most part, the okay. puppets are like around here. Oh, I do have. Um, uh, what else? <laughs> well, like half a year ago, okay, I I walked up to Bree and I was like, hey, I found this chick Tierra Whack, and I was like, there's this music video called Unemployed, and I was like, there's these potatoes that are singing, and it's fucking insane. <laughs> I didn't know that you directed it, <laughs> and then I started looking, and then I saw it on your Vimeo, and I was like, "There's, did she do this? And then I looked, and I was like, oh my god, and I found a little animatronic, like a video on Instagram of the potato animatronics. When, what the when fuck? we were getting ready for this interview, um, Caleb sent it to me, and in all caps, he was like, oh my god, she did this. <laughs> He's like, do you remember <laughs> yeah, showing yeah, me this, showing you this? And I was like, Yes, like oh my god, this is insane! Like this music video was like, and you showed it to me while we were driving, and I was like, <laughs> I was that, just that might, so like stuck. Right. Allegedly, no, it was like you were driving, but I was watching. Don't. Hey. I'm not. <laughs> what the f- Move on. That was a pre-COVID world. I it was, <laughs> and I was so just like stuck onto it. Like it was amazing. Like that video is incredible. I love it. Thank you, thank you. That um, that actually was made with help from Adult Swim. They helped us out on that, so um, I'm oh, very shit. grateful for that. Uh, and also, we, uh, yeah, Tierra and I actually Tierra does a voice this season. Um, wow! In, oh in shit! One of the episodes, yeah. <laughs> in one of the ones I've no, seen, or we haven't seen it. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm and excited. And I want to leave it. I want to try to make people guess who she is because it's. You wouldn't. I don't think anyone would guess it. She's really. <laughs> she has a very unique voice. Does she use like her voice she or? She did a voice for this. She has like she can do characters and stuff. She's she's oh shit so great. I love her. Um, we're we're. I want to work with her again. I want to make another video with her again as soon as I can. And I just I love them so much. And they, her like management and producer, they're all so great. So like family. <laughs> you guys seem like you go well together. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm honored. Like they reached out to me. Uh, and I was already a fan of her, and um, they 
they were like, uh, they followed me, one of her, one, one of the guys that works with her followed me on Instagram and then sent me a message and just said, uh, hey, I, uh, I, do you want to work with Tier Whack? And I was like, yeah. Like, I didn't even, it took me, it was, like, so fast. I was like, yes, I do. And then, and then it just happened, and we had about a week to make the video. It was so fast. It was crazy. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Wait, a yeah. week? <laughs> Holy it shit. It was very fast. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. <laughs> that's. That, that potato's terrifying. That's insanely <laughs> fast, but you did that, girl. You did that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's get down and dirty. <laughs> What's the worst project you've ever worked on? Oh, my gosh. Um, Something you just fucking hated. (laughs) Well, you know, actually, it's something I think about a lot because I've had to do, like, I'm a young woman who is single in the industry, and... She's single. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I have two cats. Cat's number is 555. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, uh, but it is, it's you have to figure out how to make money. And so there's been a lot of projects I've had to do over the years that are just literally just to get a paycheck. And, but still if I, um, the, at the time now, now I feel like I'm, I'm in a place where this maybe wouldn't happen, but you never know. But, uh, when I was younger, I was scared that if I gave up and, and got, uh, you know, like it started working on some other kind of job that everybody would think I precisely gave up and that I didn't want to make film films anymore. Didn't want to be a director anymore. Um, and so I've really tried my whole career to keep directing and keep pushing no matter how little money I've had, you know? And so, um, it's, I've had to take, I've had to take projects that, that, um, weren't necessarily my cup of tea that, that, uh, also, even the people who were in charge of them probably didn't want to be making them either because they were probably also doing it for money. Um, but I feel like everybody has that, you know, and I, I, I think that we should talk about it more, like the stuff we have to do to kind of keep our careers afloat through the years. And um, I don't know, I think it's interesting. Uh, so I guess there's that, but I, I, as far as being like the worst... Um, I had, I know I I had a music video. I, the video, I actually really like how it came out, but, um, I can't tell you who, what it was, but, uh, I, I'll, I'll say this. Just send me a personal message and I'll, and I'll watch it. I'll say that I was, um, I ended up having to adopt some kittens by the end of it. And they weren't these cats. Those cats I found good homes for later, but because the kittens were, um, brought on, to the project in a way that was not they shouldn't have been brought onto the project <laughs> like they, oh, we didn't no. oh. we didn't hire animal like actor animals like they they brought in animals that, uh, that they had gotcha. adopted off craigslist and then didn't have a plan for where no. they where the cats were gonna oh. go after and i was like where are these cats going and they're like i don't know and i was like there's no there's no plan for these cats and they were like no nope and i was like Okay, I'm oh. taking these cats home. <laughs> so I, really, I, really I love you down. for that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that was that was. Uh, but the the actual project came out really well, and I I love that video. So you know, you know, it's just it is what it is. Um, uh, Got to hang out with some cats for a while. That's exactly what I would do in that situation. 
So, I mean, so on a lighter note, um, (laughs) what is your favorite part just about, like, what you do and, like, directing and everything like that? Wow. Um, I, I feel really... I feel really lucky every day to get to do what I do, even though I've worked really hard to get to do what I do. Of course. Um, but, but I would say that uh, the, I absolutely love the early stages of Shivering Truth because mm-hmm. it's Vernon and I sitting around talking about the show and kind of um, diving deep into every single tiny detail. And I get to ask him a question about every single thing. So yeah. everything he writes, I get to say, you know, like do you think this guy would wear glasses? You know, like just anything I could think of, like, uh, you know, what's this guy's favorite color? You know, like what, this, that's my, I kind of love that part of it. And, and initial, I do a lot of like thumbnails and initial storyboarding for, for the show with Vernon mm-hmm. while, while we talk. And I love that process. I, I love learning and diving deeper. And we, that's also when we do a lot of building out of what the world is and where we can put other jokes or other references that get the, the story across more. And it's, it is, um, it's one of the greatest experiences I've had making something is that part of it. Um, the actual production, I also love my crew every day. Like they're, insanely good at what they do there each person that is hired on this show is the better at the job they're hired for than I am (laughs) I could not do what they do and I I know enough about what they do to work with them and be empathetic to the limitations that they have but I also love to let them do their work and let them bring magic to it that I couldn't ever bring on my own and so that's always really amazing when people really dive in and get excited about something specific that's really fun um when we're shooting we get really slap happy and you can kind of hear other people through the curtains on the different stages and there were certain (laughs) things in this season where we would all end up singing the same song like belting out the same song across 13 stages that are working at one time and and or we um would be like screaming out lines from the show that were stuck in our head and (laughs) and and that was so great so you know so I just feel really lucky I get to play all day it's hard but it's I, I don't want anything else. Oh, <laughs> I love, it. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have something. Are you, are you into the Dark Crystal? I uh, respect the artfulness of the Dark Crystal. I haven't watched the new one. Um, when I was younger, I really loved it. Uh, yeah, I'd have to rewatch it. Why, what's the... What do you... No, no, that was really it. <laughs> I just... <laughs> you know, I love... Um, Jim Henson at the time when he made the Dark Crystal, he got a lot of um, flack from... The, uh, a lot of shit about yeah, it. Yeah, and um, I respect that he stuck to his guns and made what he wanted to make. You know, I think that that's, I respect that a lot. There wasn't going to be, like, any uh, talking from the Gelflings or, like, pretty much any of the characters really at all. Like, I think Jen talked a little bit, but there was barely any dialogue on the Skeksis or anyone else. And then he, uh, <laughs> I know he showed it at, like, some film festivals, and they were like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. There's <laughs> this girl, Maeve, who worked on... Uh, the pilot and season one and she is so cool and she she did a bunch of wigs for us and costumes for us and she did costumes on the new series for for the new dark crystal series yeah resistance yeah that's fucking awesome she's really cool yeah (laughs) so we had some crossover with shivering (laughs) so do you have any other projects you're working on right now 
at the moment, uh, I have, I, I, well, <laughs> I did, I had a project with Orion, but that, uh, Orion, uh, is rethinking their strategy for making stuff right now. So that probably isn't going to happen at Orion, but I don't know yet what's going to happen with it, but it's a, a thriller, like a, a feature length live action thriller. Oh, um, oh shit. Yeah. That's this fun one. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Everything's up in the air. Um, I have some projects that I want to do that I'm sort of like outlining and getting to a deeper place. Uh, and well, I have time to do that now. Uh, and that's really about it at the moment. I, I, I've been using kind of this time to recover from eight months of work on shivering. Yeah. And then also, uh, like kind of do some stuff like paintings and random art projects that I never get to do or work on my house and things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bree, do you have anything else really? Um, actually just off the top of my head, I really want to know what your favorite scary movie is. Oh, wow. That's a good okay. one. <laughs> um, That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I, so I really, I really love horror movies and I really love thrillers and I, I, um, I, grew up very 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 afraid of Chucky I couldn't handle him I would I he made me very afraid of my own dolls in my mm-hmm. and I put my made my mom put them all away in the closet and they all had to face the wall and <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah and I the original Twilight Zone movie I really love and mm-hmm. I also I'm obsessed with the witches it's one of the greatest movies ever made um yep. and I talk about it a lot uh and I uh uh I think, really, uh, I do think The Witches still holds up as a very scary movie. Um, to me, it's 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 pretty perfect. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I still it still freaks me out all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of what else that I'm not thinking of right now. Um, I'm curious what your guys's are. You probably have said them on the podcast before, but. Well, well mine, Bree's Evil Dead. Mine, without a doubt, is uh, Evil Dead. The oh, whole, yeah. The whole series, one, two, and three. Like, it's, it's so good. So good. And <laughs> it's it's just amazing. But um, as you were saying, like, about the whole Chucky thing, I was also terrified of Chucky. Like, I thought he was going to pop out at every corner, and it's totally irrational, but, like, I agree yeah. with you. Like, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's so scary. It's so funny. To, it's hard to pick a favorite scary movie. I like the movies that when we were kids, it was like it was like, oh, this is just this is just a movie, and 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 you didn't like. There were scary movies for kids when we were younger, and oh yeah, that doesn't exist as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wish it did. I really wish there were still scary movies for kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I. Um, trying to think of i'm like looking around my house trying to remember what, what about this what's who's your do you have a favorite killer like a serial killer like a, no like a killer in a in a horror movie oh okay or favorite serial like, killer no. i'm interested in that too <laughs> i do know a lot i do know a lot about true crime but i uh, i don't have a favorite but i um i i have let's see like in i think it's well i love uh cat's eye and the um, okay. that little leprechaun guy, <laughs> that's or a, Davis. Yeah, who's it? Uh, is it him? That no, is he animated? Or 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 he's a. Or oh wait, he's a. Cat's eye. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you were going. I thought you were saying you like Cat's Eye and like Leprechaun. Oh, and Leprechaun. <laughs> I thought it was like two separate ones. No. Oh, no, no, no. In Cat's Eye, there's a little Leprechaun that's harassing Drew Barrymore in her bedroom. <laughs> and, uh,. I really like, I mean, I don't know, just made me think of Cat's Eye. I think Cat's Eye is a really special movie, even though I don't know that they harmed, like, I'm worried they may have harmed cats making it. But, yeah. Yeah, that's um, not good. But it, it's still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another, like. Very interesting answers. I like yeah, it. I, yeah, like I love it. <laughs> Thanks. There's some. Uh, Are we locking you into the little animated leprechaun from Cat's Eye? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some. You heard- there's some animated there's some um movie references this season and shivering and um i'm curious if people will catch them to Uh, cat's eye no to other other things okay (laughs) we'll probably catch them and i'm excited to see it (laughs) yeah i'm really curious what you guys think of it (laughs) yeah i think that's i think we're pretty much getting close to the end of our uh, of our time here yeah I, I hope I've I've given you guys um, fun, some good answers. To- oh <laughs> no, you did! I was this was fucking awesome. Your answers were amazing, like <laughs> so in depth, like very good. I love it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you're very you're very easy to talk to. Thanks. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. I hope I'm glad you like it. Uh, I can't it's... wait to watch it. I cannot <laughs> wait to watch it. Yeah. How many bananas is too many bananas? Do you mean if you're eating them or if you you just have them in your house? This is a general question. I don't think if if I'm eating bananas, I could probably eat four bananas in a day and be done with bananas for the day. I got another four? This isn't the first time I've got really? that answer. You know what? I was going to say three. Yeah. I was I going like to say bananas. three. I love bananas. It's a lot of bananas. I love yeah. them. I'll max, I max out at one, though. <laughs> I have friends that don't like bananas because they don't like the smell of bananas. And uh, so whenever I'm, like, in a group, like, at an office or something, I well, remember what that's like. Um, sorry. <laughs> but whenever I'm uh, in an office, I always am, like, if I'm eating a banana, I'm, like, are you someone who's bothered by the smell of bananas or, or not? <laughs> like, can you tell me? So considerate. It's weird yeah. because uh, most people I know who, like, love bananas hate banana-flavored things. But to mm. me, like, banana Laffy Taffy's, banana pudding... I yeah. love it all. Like it's so good. I love it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> banana I cream pie. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I like that question. <laughs> I love ending it on bananas. <laughs> Thank you. So, Kat, is is there anything that you want people to search right now aside from the Shivering Truth? Obviously, search the Shivering Truth on Adult Swim premieres uh, May tenth. Yeah, uh, May tenth on Adult Swim. I hope you. I hope you love it. And so if you guys are listening it. to this immediately, that's uh, this Sunday. Because this yeah. will probably come out like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, watch it this Sunday. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great Mother's Day present for all you mothers out there. <laughs> Especially episode two. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. A, I agree. Watch it. Watch it. It's amazing. Yeah, do you want to plug anything else? Um, I'm, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I try to... Not be obnoxious on those if you <laughs> want to follow me on those. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it, really. I mean, I, yeah, I hope you hope you like the show. Let me know if you think if you like it. <laughs> I'm Kat Solon from The Shivering Truth, and you're listening to Horace.